This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. I guess, released her first national TV ad for her campaign. And it attacks Republicans over the Benghazi committee. Here's a a taste of what she's put together. The Republicans finally admit it. Republican Kevin McCarthy saying the committee investigating Benghazi and Clinton's emails was created to destroy her candidacy. Everybody thought Hillary Clinton was unbeatable, right? But we put together a Benghazi special Committee. What are her numbers today? Republicans have spent millions attacking Hillary because she's fighting for everything they oppose, from affordable health care to equal pay. She'll never stop fighting for you, and the Republicans know it. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. <laughs> She'll never stop fighting for you, and the Republicans know it. They don't want her to fight for you. They're one, they, want her, they want to fight against you. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, Kevin, Kevin McCarthy did more harm than uh, all the Hillary's and Bernie Sanders and uh, Martin O'Malley's put together could do. Uh, For him to say that he put that Benghazi committee together to hurt her politically was one of the dumbest political moves (laughs) of our lifetime. Again, from the guy who's supposed to be mainstream and not risky like those Tea Party candidates. Yeah. Because Tea Party people will do things like that, not peop- not mainstream establishment Republicans like Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, right. That's a, I mean, you know, look, uh, it, it's a weird choice for a first ad. Here's a giant scandal in which people mm-hmm. died on my watch and that I handled horribly. Mm-hmm. But the Republicans are attacking me on that. It's a weird thing mm-hmm. uh, to lead with uh, as a candidate. I have a lot of weaknesses 
I've done a lot of things that are wrong. I've been caught at a lot of them. But some of that was politically motivated. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, maybe. I think but that's exactly what she's saying in the end. I think that is what she, I mean, it's essentially her argument. It's not phrased the way that she would phrase it, but yeah. that is what she's saying. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, look, yes, I, you know, did a lot of crap and a lot of stuff went down. Um, and you know what? Uh, you shouldn't believe it because he, the guy on the other side said he doesn't like me. Well, yeah, I mean, just like you attack every single you, – you attack every Republican candidate with bull crap. You freaking attacked the last candidate over a haircut. He gave a haircut. His dog was slightly uncomfortable on a car trip, and you made that into a campaign issue. I don't think he was uncomfortable. I, I think yeah, he there's loved no it evidence. There. Yeah, there's actually he no loved evidence it there. he was uncomfortable. Uh, it, it, it's just unfortunate, though. I blame Kevin McCarthy more than anything because uh, what a stupid-ass thing to do. What, what a dumb thing to do, to stand in front of the nation and say that you put the Benghazi committee together to, for, for political purposes. Now she's got that as a talking point throughout the entire campaign. We're going to hear that for the next year and two months. And I don't want to. I don't want to. And it's, it's going to hurt. Uh, and it's, it should hurt Kevin McCarthy's campaign for Speaker of the House. He should be over. <clears throat> that yeah. should be finished. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Webster or Chaffetz we spoke to uh, today. I mean, I don't know who's going to win other than him. I think he's going to win. It's possible if he drops out, the establishment will just replace him with someone else. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, as usual, pessimistic on such things. I will say, you know, I, he, you know if you want to defend McCarthy a little bit on this, you know, everyone, I don't want to. everyone, yeah, I know, everyone freaking knows that, um, I mean, we just had the President of the United States come out the, while bodies were still bleeding at a college and say he was going to politicize it. Mm-hmm. Everything in this realm is politicized. You know, this is, is there a political element to every single one of these investigations? Yes. Just like there was when Democrats had control, they do the same thing. And, and, you know, know, to the the president's point, supposedly, was that, you know, look, this is an important issue and we are politicians and we make progress on these issues by politicizing them, by making them into political issues. Well, I mean, that's what everybody does in, in Washington. Um, you know, most people have common decency to let people at least bury the dead before they do it. Um, and, you know, that's not what the president does. But, I mean, it's not at all surprising that there is a political motivation behind uh, an investigating committee in freaking Washington. These are all politicians involved in it. The issue is you don't come out and blab about it on national television. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course there's some element of that. You know, of course, they also want the truth. You know, it's not it's not just that. And, and if there was no truth there, her numbers wouldn't be suffering. You can't you, your, your numbers don't start suffering because someone starts a committee against you. Your numbers start uh, suffering when people start finding lots of stuff in that committee, which is what has happened. Hundreds of classified emails that she said didn't exist existed. All these things have come out about her handling of that, which has been the problem. And I can understand if you got to the general election and it was Republican, you know, and you're defending yourself against Republicans that you would release an ad like this to make this the lead ad of your campaign is obviously a major acknowledgement that she's uh, having real trouble with this. Yeah, she continues to be an awful candidate. Yeah, she's uh, terrible. For sure. She's she's awful. Uh, but it's unfortunate they gave her this cannon fodder. Um, she also yesterday proposed tighter gun control measures and suggested if elected. She would use executive action to bring them to fruition. 
Uh, I want to push hard to get more sensible restraints. I want to work with Congress, but I'll look at ways as president, <clears throat> meaning executive orders. Among the proposed measures, expanded background checks for firearms, <clears throat> sales online, and at gun shows. Uh, closing loopholes in federal laws that allow for gun sale transactions to be completed if the buyer's background check is not finished within three days. And a repeal of legislation shielding gun manufacturers, distributors, and dealers for most liability suits. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That'll be great. Uh, <laughs> that won't be a mess at all. Last week, she also used the recent campus shootings to claim that Republican lawmakers refused to do anything about mass shootings. Uh, she said, we need to make every politician who sides with the NRA look in the eyes of the parents whose kids have been murdered. GOP counts on a dedicated group that scares politicians and says, we'll vote against you. So we'll take them on. We took them on in the 90s. We're going to take them on again. I'm going to try in every way, quote, I am going to get those guns out of people's hands, unquote. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty clear. That's but, I mean, it's a, you're a conspiracy theorist if you think she wants to ban guns or confiscate them. Yeah, although she did say, I am going to get those guns out of people's hands. Yeah, but she meant doing it the right way, going through Congress. No, oh, I, don't, I mean, she, may, may or may not go through Congress. Right. It's still a huge violation of the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. uh, you could go through Congress by amending the Constitution to do that. There's, no uh, need, there's an option for that. Care of it. What's that? It'll already be taken care of by this president before she gets in. So it'll be good. I would not be surprised. <laughs> no, I would neither. By, I mean, he's already, they, they said one of the first things he did was go back to his people and say, look, find a way. Find a way, find a way, find a way, find a way. There's always a way to be found, um, whether it's legal or not. I mean, what's the downside? You know, you know it's the same thing with FDR. I mean, he did tons of things that were unconstitutional. The, you know, the vast majority were later care. ruled unconstitutional, but mm -hmm. that was years and years and years later. Right, and, and we hear that he was dead be, by then. Yeah. We hear that uh, our president is going to be up in uh, meeting some of the families of the victims uh, later this week in uh, in Oregon. So I'm sure he'll good. That announce, won't be a circus at all. There. Yeah, that'll I bet be he great. announces something there. I bet he does. Yeah, I heard another report uh, this morning that he is. I mean, it's not just that. Uh, you know. It's, it, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe you're right. He's going to announce something. He has to. He's going to announce something. To. Another announcement I, I do expect, by the way, is Joe Biden uh, running for president. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime. Uh, do you think he'll do it before the first debate? Or he lets that one go with uh, Hillary versus uh, Bernie? When is the first Democrat debate? Next week. Is no, it really? They already Next let Tuesday. him off the hook for that one, right? I think he, he doesn't. He, it's okay if he doesn't, if he misses that one. Well, they, what they said is they will let him in even if he ad announces the day of. Um, wow. I, think, well, I can't remember who it is. Okay. Is it CNN? It's a, C, it's a Facebook debate again. Um, and oh, Facebook's okay. related to it, I know. I just don't remember what network it's airing on. Hmm. Uh, but they said in the rules, you know, normally you'd have to weigh in advance and do all the things you're supposed to do. But with Biden, they're just like, look, you know, he's, a, he's polling in the 20s. You know, mm -hmm. he's a legitimate candidate if he wants to get in. Even if he announces that day and goes on the stage that night, they'll let him in. I mean, part of me thinks, you know, it's a risky thing. If she goes in there and she performs badly, he's going to have a real argument to uh, get into the, on the scene. Uh, here I am. Here I come to save the day. Joe Biden is on his way. Um, he's actually got the song already written. Um, but uh, if she does well and destroys Bernie Sanders, 
I don't think it's likely because she's terrible, but she could beat Bernie Sanders in a debate. Mm -hmm. If she does really well, there might be people might be saying, oh, all right, we're okay with Hillary, and we don't need you, Joe. So it's a little risky if he waits until then. It's uh, yeah. October 13th. I will say this. If he gets into that debate, he will destroy both of them. I mean, he's, I know he's the best debater. That. I mean, the, the strongest thing that Joe Biden does is debate. I mean, he, you know, just rolled over. Um, and now Paul Ryan had much better points and was, you know, telling the truth and was coherent. Mm -hmm. But Joe, was, Joe has the aesthetics of a debate down. He knows when to talk over people. He knows when to force his way in. He's, you know, he knows that. He, he he's got that smile, down. Kind of shake he his does head. With a smile and he rocks all over. You know, he's got that down pretty well. So it's going to be interesting to see if he actually does go down that road and wants to run. He jumps into that debate. He's immediately the best debater mm -hmm. um, in the Democratic field. And that would be that'll be a week from today. So uh, does he announce before then? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently he leaked. He leaked the news of his son's dying wish himself. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Which means he's getting it. Like, you don't. Mm -hmm. his, di his son's dying wish was, by the way, for him to run for president. So you don't leak that yourself unless you're really intending on getting in. Now, maybe he'll back out of it, but that's his intent, I think. Seems like it, yeah. I mean, you know, especially if he didn't come out and say openly, yeah, my son's dying wish was that I run for president, but I'm not going to. Uh, instead, he does it covertly. He leaks it so that nobody knows that he's the one saying it, which kind of builds the momentum, and everybody says, oh, my gosh, it was his son's dying wish. Well, I'd love it then if he'd run because his son wanted him to. That would be great. And then the, all of that kind of groundswell develops. Mm -hmm. uh, he must intend to get in. Yeah. Uh, and if he, if he does, I really hope he's in on the first debate. I do, too. Uh, you know, make it messy. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to deal with Donald Trump for five months. I mean, the, the last thing, you know, we should get, uh, we need a little Joe Biden talking about television being invented in 1492. <laughs> we, we, need, we need a little action on that side. And I want just <laughs> Hillary just whining the whole time. I want Joe in there. I want Jolt and Joe uh, Biden in there, you know, mi mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Joe brings some excitement to the He race. does, actually. He doesn't. He'd be able to slam Hillary hard on a few things that'll be really nice to watch. I don't think he will, though. I, I, I don't, I, I think it's going to take time. If, if it gets down to a knockdown, drag-out fight, th you know, three months from now, and they're battling it out for, uh, you know, the first debate, I think it's going to be a lot more cordial than that. He's not going to just start attacking her. I mean, they're from the same administration. I mean, mm -hmm. they worked side-by-side side for, you know, remember, Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State in an administration that Joe Biden was brought into specifically for his foreign policy, uh, you know, chops at the time. Right. He was supposedly so brilliant on foreign policy. It will get ugly eventually. Though. Oh, it will. Yes. It oh. will, but it won't start that way, I don't think. It'll be, it'll be fun. If he gets into it when Hillary's I in know. it, that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. Um, meanwhile, Ben Carson is calling for the IRS to revoke the tax-exempt status <laughs> of CARE, the Council on American-Islamic uh, Relations, mm. uh, alleging that the organization has violated IRS requirements for nonprofit organizations by speaking out publicly against his candidacy, well, I mean, that's the least of what CARE does that shouldn't be done as a tax-exempt organization. He's uh, running second only to Donald Trump in the primary so far in the polls. Uh, he cites CARE National Executive Director Nihad Awad uh, that he should withdraw from the presidential race as evidence that the organization's failing to uphold the imperative not to directly intervene in elections 
and uh, that's required by its nonprofit status. I, I mean, you got a pretty solid case, don't you? You got a pretty solid case. I, I, of course, n- nobody abides by that. Nobody abides by no. n- Nobody on the left abides by that. You've got churches who are uh, openly proclaiming that their congregants should vote for Barack Obama, that are openly hammering Republicans all the time and calling them racist, and they never get their tax exempt status. Yeah, it, it is uh, you know, occasionally um, threatened, at least when a when a you know a conservative church yes. does it. Yes, uh, where they will be threatened with losing their tax exempt status. Never for the Jeremiah rights of the world. Oh God, no. Uh, not at all. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where <clears throat> it's it's an it's an interesting point as he's being attacked to kind of come back with this. And of course, there's validity. I mean, one of the most we talked about uh, media matters, the group that Hillary Clinton started, mm-hmm. um, as she's bragged about many times. Um, you know, it's an organization that just tries to boycott you know re- conservative shows and and stuff. And you probably don't know them because they don't really make an impact. But at the time. When she started them, they were, you know, supposed to be a nonprofit organization with all these tax exempt, uh, you know, uh, tax exemptions, you know, across the board. And you look at their activity, and it's just a, they're just a blatant, you know, political, political organization. organization. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, there's just not a shock, um, but it, you know, organizations like that that somehow maintain the status just shows no one checks on the status. Yeah, they no, they just don't enforce it at all. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because it, it, it's similar to immigration. Where you have people, even Democrats, come out and say, "We need to, you know, enforce the border. We need to do this." Republicans will come out. We need to enforce the laws that we have, and no one does. Yet, campaign finance reform is very similar. Everyone's always calling for new laws on campaign finance reform, but they don't even enforce the laws that are there. When you have organizations like, you know, uh, you know, these left-wing hack organizations that are constantly doing nonsensical uh, attacks on right-wing groups with no basis in charity, uh, no basis for having a nonprofit. They're just political hack organizations, and they're allowed to, you know, skate tax-free, uh, even when they're advocate. the point of their organization is to advocate for higher taxes on you, they get to uh, skate tax-free mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, uh, they walk through these little tiny loopholes or they have friends in the organization, you know, in the IRS, so they know they're not, never going to be uh, taking a task for it. It's really despicable, uh, you know. And I, I honestly am more on the side of just you shouldn't have any of that stuff. You know, free speech is free speech. You should be able to spend your money on what you want to spend your money on. The only time they've really enforced uh, campaign finance laws is when your name is uh, Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden everyone That's about cares. it. When you yeah. make when you make a donation to your friend who's running for for yeah. uh, for office <laughs> that's a little bigger than the maximum, all of a sudden it's a huge <laughs> international incident, <clears throat> and you must go to jail. But media and matters can take did. millions and millions and millions of dollars from George Soros, use it for none of their stated purposes, mm-hmm. and maintain the tax exemption till the end of time. Yeah, it's such bullcrap. So ridiculous. Yeah. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too is uh, coming up. Uh, by the way, uh, we uh, have a sponsor this half hour. It's my Patriot Supply. They're our good friends. And, you know, look, they do a good job uh, getting you prepared. We've talked about this for a long time. From, you know, they, everything from the 72-hour kit all the way up to their new offer, which is fantastic. It's four weeks of food mm. uh, for $99. This is such a great way to get prepared on a budget. 
and and uh, really meet your challenge of food preparedness because it's four weeks. You're not just you're, you don't just have a foot in the door at that point. Oh yeah, you kind of came in the house. I mean, you're talking about ninety nine point nine. I mean, out, everything outside of Walking Dead, you're covered for. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. You, yes. you're covered for pretty much everything yeah. there. Any big uh, natural disaster, almost every terrorist attack eventuality. A this, weekend party. Um, it's not really what the. It's a four week. Doesn't know what you're prepared for. No, no, Thank you for that, though. Uh, you're you're prepared, for. you know. For and honestly, you're prepared for uh, you and your family. You can get, uh, I think, uh, up to two. So, um, yep. And that's going to be, you know, it's either two weeks for four people or four weeks for two people. However you want to slice it. But it's a great idea and it's a great way to get started. For you know, you know, look, you could spend ninety nine dollars taking your family out to Chili's. Uh, you know, <laughs> and have, and, yeah. Uh, you could easily do that. Instead, you could have four weeks of food and have a real mm. peace of mind. And this is, tastes better than chilies, frankly. Uh, <laughs> call them at triple eight eight nine three ninety one forty, eight 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 nine three ninety one forty. Get a month's worth of food for under one hundred dollars. Special only available if you call right now. 888-893-9140, My Patriot Supply. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Hey, according to uh, Dave Bratt, who is the guy that beat uh, uh, Cantor, uh, and did you see? By the way, did you see the punishment they tried to retroactively give to Dave Bratt? No. This is great. A- after um, John Boehner leaves, they leak a story that says he was gonna leave a lot earlier, except Eric Cantor lost, so he had to stay longer. Oh my gosh! So he's trying to make it out that he first of all he wasn't pushed out; he retired, which you know. Mm-hmm. Every inside source says mm-hmm. is bullcrap. He was pushed out, and he said he was going to leave on his own accord earlier. Yeah, but, like last year. Yeah, but Dave Bratt came around, and he had to stay because he because it was too unstable with Eric Cantor losing. No, shut up. I mean, how that's pathetic. Although, by the way, Eric Cantor w- would have almost definitely been the guy for Speaker of the House had he right. held on to that seat. True, um, he would have been the guy, and yep. uh, that would have been in, uh, bad. Yeah, it would. Bad for America. Yeah, it, it would have been another John Boehner, so yeah. it, we wouldn't have gained anything, that's for sure, and may have lost some ground. But by 2027, according to Dave Bratt, all federal revenues will go to entitlement programs and interest on the debt. There won't be a dollar left to run government, military, roads, education, all the things folks want, he said. 
citing a report from the CBO. CBO's findings show that the outlook for fe the federal budget has worsened since the recession. Policies implemented afterward have made spending increase and in revenue shrink and caused deficits to rise. Huh. Yeah, no kidding. Whoa. No kidding. Whoa, Pat. Stunning surprise. Wow. I can't believe it. Holy. Imagine. I am aghast. Wow. Uh, so we couldn't build oh. any roads by then. Oh, my. We won't have a military. Uh, of course Whoa. not. How, how much have we... I mean, we've talked about this. We, we're running out of money. We don't have any money. It's, they print more every day, Pat. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> yes. I think yes. largely the American people think this is some political, like, yep. oh, come on. We'll be fine. We have money. They just, they just don't like each other, and they're just saying these things to scare people. And what are you talking about? The bottom line is I think Dave is being conservative here with his estimate. In reality, they're going to pass 10 new programs by 2027. They're going to cost much, much more and move that date closer and closer and closer. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, this That's is a, an optimistic telling of the story. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and what they're going to have to do is, is jack up tax rates uh, to infinity percent, mm -hmm. roughly. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, maybe... There's a, uh, you know, I don't know, the whole, the whole thing basically just shuts down at that point. But, I mean, that's what they're going to try to do. The taxes are going to get higher and higher and higher. Your, your state taxes are going to get higher and higher and higher because they can't do it all federal. So they'll start jacking up your state rates as well. Um, and you'll wind up paying 60, 70 percent of your money um, to uh, the, the federal government. Which um, I already do. Thank you. Yeah, well. So it'll be even more than that. Yeah. Um, so it. For it, evil uh, rich people, it will get a it, hell of a lot more than that. It sucks. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> they can't. It sucks. I don't know why they can't comprehend this. You, you know, how do you get $18 trillion in debt and not understand, hey, we have a problem here? $18 trillion and you don't understand that there's a problem with the debt. All the Democrats are like, Oh, uh, the debt's not a problem. There's no problem with the federal debt. We've got plenty of money. We can do whatever we want. I, I'm tired of these Republicans saying that we've got a debt problem. There's no debt problem. They actually say that on a fairly regular basis. A couple of years ago when we were talking about the debt, we haven't lately, but uh, they would continually say there's no debt problem. This is fine. Uh, how do you look at $18 trillion and say that's, that's fine? It's probably $17 trillion at the time. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, not, it's I, not a problem. You should have, there's a little minor detail. You just, a trillion dollars <laughs> doesn't mean. Remember when a trillion dollars uh, was real money? I know. It's Remember not, that? It's not. 17, 18 trillion. I mean, when you get to that level, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Really. It, it, either it one doesn't. is not something that you could possibly pay. And of course, as we've talked about, the unfunded liability is something like 109 trillion or 120 trillion. I mean, I mean it's I, unreal. It's, it's one of those things, really, when you calculate that, it's actually mm. just infinity. It is. I mean, it, it's it, actually just unpayable. All the money in the world yeah. wouldn't pay it. Again, literally, all the money in the world yeah, would like not pay it. One hundred nine uh, trillion dollars just takes the people that are alive and acts as if no one will ever be born. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're taking the people. Right. Okay, the person who's one year old eventually will get all this free money because these programs will exist and, and not go away. First of all, it's not true. Uh, number one, uh, they will they will get all that money, but those pro those programs will be expanded. Mm -hmm. Because people will continue to vote like idiots and let people like Barack Obama uh, run on expanding those benefits. So $109 trillion is, is, again, an undersell. It's going to be more than that. And then other people will be born in the country. My guess is we don't cut the birth thing off right now. I think some people will continue to have some sex. Yeah, Jeffy, can you confirm that? Is that true? Jeffy? 
That is 100%. <laughs> it, okay. is, it is 100%. Yeah, but nobody, sure. nobody will move here, though. Yeah, no, yeah, people That'll will move That'll be the here. good thing. In fact, not only will people move here, there's 11 million people who currently don't qualify for any of those benefits that will <laughs> that qualify. And, and they'll, get, they'll get them and will mm. qualify, and that will jack that up even higher. I mean, it's, it's, it is essentially an infinity problem. When you have programs that can't pay for themselves and you have a constant churn of human beings being born, the problem is much bigger than $109 trillion. <laughs> as, as absurd as that sounds, it it's completely understates it. Until one of these programs goes away, which we've ne- what, never seen, no. we've seen some, oh, like, no. welfare gets reformed. Yeah. Where, and, and that was a good reform. We've seen that occasionally mm. in certain circumstances you can have some reforms that work like that. But it's unbelievably limited. And even when they were re- reforming that major program, spending still increased. Right. Even when you had Ronald freaking Reagan as president, spending still increased. It's because we don't have anybody like, uh, like Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. It, we, and that's what we need. We need somebody who goes in and says, look, uh, I, we can't even cut spending by 1%. So I'm sick and tired of this, and I'm going to go to the American people, I'm going to explain the problem, and I'm going to tell them we got to cut by 30%, by 50%. Calvin Coolidge, in two years, they, uh, between he and um, uh, Harding, cut spending by 50%. Can you imagine that no, today? No, no. I, I actually you plainly cannot imagine, imagine it. You it's amazing. Percent, And you know what happened? They fixed the economy in two years. I mean, they just turned everything completely around from depression, a worse, deeper depression than 1929 uh, in 1920. They turned it around. Unemployment went from 11.2% to 2.7%. It was a staggering victory for conservative principles. And nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever tries to do it again. Uh, in when fact, they talk about it, they bash it. Yeah, they bash it. They call it the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> that led to yeah, yeah Roaring is yeah. a good term. Yeah, Roaring um, is a good term. Roaring. Um, they it, actually it wasn't times sputtering. Yeah, it wasn't uh, recessed. It wasn't depressed. It was Roaring. Right, and they act as if the uh, depression, which was just a depression in the rest of the world, but a great depression here, uh, had something to do with Calvin Coolidge or. Not uh, at all. You know, those sorts of policies. In reality, the, it, it, while you do have in a capitalist system uptimes and downtimes, that is part of it. Uh, the downtimes are much, much worse based on the policies of FDR, and that's been, you know, shown in many, many studies mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years. At 888 back is the phone number. Back with more patents, too, because I guess, is it true that it's inevitable? Is that, it is. is that, okay. Yeah. That's true. It is. We've confirmed that. And you've still confirmed that the people will have sex, didn't you, I think? 100%. 100%. Still coming in at 100%. Wow. How do you know that? I mean, I is there no a more study done? done or? There's yeah. a study at uh, www. No, no, don't. Cotton, that's mine. FanDuel League and what happened. 
First of all, I, I finished 50th out of 200. Oh, you did? Yeah, so oh. what did you, you get to? 52. Oh. I was so pissed. Oh. Seattle against Detroit. I had like four guys. All I had to do was run up some numbers. <laughs> 13 to 10. Although you went from... Shut up. I will say you went from 177 to 52. Well, I know. But I was counting yeah. on Seattle. Yeah, no, I was I, counting on my boys. I had four of them. And that last touchdown, by the way, put in another league that I entered, put me out of the money by point one. Oh, I lost... Really? I, one hundred. I had 108.76, and the, it was 108.86. Got money. I was so, I was Jeez. so. Frustrated. But, but I will say this: the winner of uh, the Stu Fanduel League uh, is is pretty interesting in that Rand Paul not leading a lot of uh, polls oh, at right. the moment. But first place, Rand Paul 061384. <laughs> so that, that's his username. I'm, I don't know really? if it's really Rand Paul, but he just took in 125 bucks in my Fanduel League. Nice. That might be him. Nice. Need it for the campaign. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations to uh, Rand Paul zero six one three eight four. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of. How many were in it this week? A uh, couple, couple hundred, two hundred. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I it actually kind of varies week by week, right? Yeah, I don't. I, sometimes the cutoffs one hundred. Sometimes it's five hundred. Sometimes it's two hundred. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works. As how big they make it, mm. but um, I, you know, I entered eight eight leagues last week and mm. it hit the money in six of them. Did you really? That's pretty good. That is good. So I actually had a good week, but the the one freaking league, the, the Stu League is apparently very uh, competitive. <laughs> apparently. I mean, jeez. 50th. 50th out of 200, though. It's a top 25%. That was, that was not my best week, but... And you know whose fault it was? Aaron freaking Rodgers. Bastard. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers passes for like 20 more yards, I, I win. Really? Well, I win in the other league. Right. Uh. And in this league, I, I would have been... Even further ahead of Jeffy, which I was anyway, obviously. Right, obviously. So, there, by the way, I was, I was looking through the usernames at one point of the Stu League. Um, you know, it's all, you know, listeners and viewers who are, you know, joining the league. <laughs> Fanduel.com slash Stu, since we're here. Um, but uh, there's a Jeffy is fat is in there. <laughs> there's a beat Jeffy is another one. <laughs> They're all just Jeffy related, just targeting Jeffy. Uh, that's great. That's great. So, <laughs> well, good luck. God bless to you all. <laughs> and... Beat Jeffy, I'm sure has beat Jeffy pretty much every single week. (laughs) Now you actually did pretty well. I I like the. There's an approach that I like where you just pick a bunch of people on Monday night because you start really low, Mm -hmm. and everyone's beating the the heck out of you the whole week, and then all of a sudden you can make this big run. Yeah. And but Jeffy made the run. and still didn't run very far. Yes. No, he's <laughs> like one of those horses. Like this is this guy's a late breaker. He's a late breaker down the stretch. He always makes a lot run late, and then he finishes. Like, oh, he didn't break. Last place. He didn't he never, break. He never actually broke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Jeffy stuff, though. Somebody posted on my uh, on my Facebook page, which is now available, by the way. Yeah, check it out. Really, check it out. Uh, it, so somebody was. I forget what the post was, but it was something completely unrelated to anything about Jeffy. And then right in the middle of it. Oh, and uh, by the way, Jeffy is um, overweight. <laughs> and then continued his, his rant about whatever it was. I thought some, some people think that's funny. Yeah, some people do. Uh, like quite a few people, people do. Yeah. <laughs> like I would say no more than seven billion people on the yeah. planet really? find that funny. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those people yeah. do. <laughs> By the way, I should tell you that Jeffy yesterday, um, his lovely wife Amber brought, uh, had was sent in with uh, cinnamon buns with icing. Yeah. I noticed when I went in there, they were completely gone. <laughs> yeah, cinnamon bun with because I ate two of them. Cinnamon bun with icing. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon bun with pumpkin butter. Yeah. Um, and chocolate chip kind of chocolate marshmallow chip. bar oh, things. Those were good, man. I, 
I mean, Jeff, really to be honest, you're basically anorexic for the amount of food that goes through that house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you come in here even being nearly as thin as you are. Because <laughs> in that freaking house, I would, I would be, I would be in a, I, you'd have to crane me to the bathroom. Well, at one point in my life, that was a goal. Yeah. <laughs> to be craned out of my house. And then you failed. Let's be honest. I did fail again. I failed. Mm. <laughs> you beat the hell out of anorexia, but you could not beat that. Well, look, you could, it was a tough battle. Yeah, you yeah. had a tough and, battle. I mean, how many battles can I go through, really? Uh, I mean, there's Grenada, mm -hmm. and then there's anorexia. You didn't go I through mean, I got either of those battles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 Should we do a little bit more on this modern man thing? We kind of touched on it in radio. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, there was a couple we didn't get to. Um, the, the pin to tweet thing, I guess you're right, Jeffy. I mean, yeah, I, of course I, I'm right. You are. I will say you are much more uh, social media savvy than I am. <laughs> and certainly more than Pat. Oh, yeah. Whose uh, social media experience is approximately two weeks. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I thought they were mocking. Right. You know, because like, you can pin a tweet, but like. That's not necessarily the main use of Pinterest. No, it is it's not. Like but but Pinterest is such a uh, non-man kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you Pinterest know. is definitely a girly yeah. segment uh, to me. Um, although it's, it's, I like it. I mean, I don't use I'm, it, um, uh, but I, I really like it for uh, we know Wonderful World of Stew. We do those uh, anti-social segments, and like you could pick tweets where pick people tweet about something. But on Pinterest, they post cool graphics and yeah. stuff to try to get those points across, and they're usually done in that way. That's it's actually visually appealing, but the point is even dumber than usual because yes. they're trying to do it in pictures. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I do really like it for that. But like you know, the other thing I really like it for is um, uh, things like. Uh, you know, occasionally we'll even feature like one of those BuzzFeed lists where it'll be like the top 20 crazy cupcakes. And it's like, it, the, uh, that's Pinterest. The whole thing's filled with the top 20 crazy cupcakes because yeah. there's just pictures of unbelievable cup. You just search cupcakes and it's just ridiculous cupcake after ridiculous cupcake with like crazy recipes. A lot and, of do it yourself stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. for the home. It is, and, it's an uh, interesting site. Photograph. I like a lot of the photograph stuff. And, I bet you uh, do. You, you like, why There's did you make that face stuff. when you said you like the photograph I just, stuff? I just like the photograph stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that have anything to do with Pinterest, or you just like photographs on the Internet? Oh, that's right. We're talking about Pinterest. Okay. Um, <laughs> do they keep that stuff off? The stuff, the porn? Jeffy stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, I do much. not think there's any porn on pretty Pinterest. Much. They had, it's, uh, it's artistic stuff. Because what's the one? Is it Snapchat? It's artistic well, stuff that... Snapchat is, your, you know, Snapchat is evolving stuff. as well. Um, you know, when oh, we, they're we, struggling we, hard to evolve. Yes, yeah. because, you know, when we first started talking about it, we mocked it many times on this program as it's just, it's just solely a child porn company. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that Snapchat does that isn't child porn. Now, there might be things that happen that aren't child porn on it, but the company is based on child porn, which essentially was you get to, uh, you know, a kid gets to Snapchat a picture of themselves naked to another kid, uh, which is then deleted within 60 seconds or 10 seconds or whatever. It is. Right. I, what is it, Jeffrey? Do you know? You I don't know the exact full amount sure of time because you you've got. No, no, no. You've sure got, you don't. No. All I know is there's enough time to screenshot it. <laughs> but it happens automatically. Yeah, and one right. of the, it yeah, just goes. It automatically. It has. A, it's a self-destruct message, right? You send yeah. it to someone, and you don't want them to be able to take it and show it to all their friends to the next day. You want them to be able to see it, and then That's it goes why away. You need to be prepared um, to screenshot it quick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, and, and if you, but and by the way, on that note, Jeffy, shockingly, not the only person who thought of that. <laughs> if you screenshot it, it alerts the person who sent you the picture. Oh, wow. that person screenshotted your your Snapchat. Yeah. Thing. Well, um, here's the thing. Uh, 
that's what you deserve. Yeah, well, yeah, kind, in a, in you know, a way, yeah, kind of. I, right? I mean, that's I, stupid. I understand. If that. you're if you're sending naked pictures to people, you, you get what you deserve. And and I, I wish counterpoint, Jeffy. Right, oh, well, Jeffy. I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> if it's totally naked. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, that's what kids right. have to understand. Yes. They have to so understand there's going to be consequences to your actions. And when you're doing absolutely asinine things, uh, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, there's going to be bad consequences. And, you know, it's going to haunt you later in the life uh, or tomorrow. Right. I mean, but it will haunt you. Yeah. Now, look, there, uh, there's also use for just regular porn in Snapchat, in which people were, adults were sending naked pictures to each other as well. The numbers eventually got to a critical mass enough that Snapchat's actually tried to turn this into a real business now. And legitimate companies are using it. Regular people are using it now. Really? It's become this, like, you know, kind of a... I, I was talking to someone who's a fan of it um, that I know, and they were telling me that... Uh, well, it was Jeffy, no. Um, and, uh, that it's like there's levels of content for these services. Mm -hmm. We're like, Facebook... You put you put some time into writing something. Like Pat had a great post last night about um, uh, uh, the w uh, men and the women in the locker room. Oh yeah, <laughs> as yes. I saw it yeah. So you but you you put a little time into that. You made a, mm -hmm. a coherent argument. You uh, b paragraphs were on there. You actually wrote it like it was something. And that's kind of, the same thing. Facebook, you're posting good photos, not just any crap photo. You're posting right. a good photo. Yeah. Where Twitter, maybe it's a little bit lesser. You're like you're. It's a quick thought. You're just kind of just throwing it out there where snapchat is i've been told below that like it's like the below picture, twitter it's like Jeez. there's you know you know it's just a picture of like you in line or just not even you in line a picture of the line in front of me indicating that you went to mcdonald's and uh you know it just <laughs> and you like one word on there yum like it's that level of content <laughs> It's like yum. It's below what but you, you say that like that's a bad thing. No, I mean, well, look, Stupid. it's well, it's why like, are we doing this? Why? But you have in your life, uh, and, and because of this, yeah, because yeah, it's there, know. and you know, it's there. But it's like I like I like I have friends that I don't. I'm not constantly in, in contact with, and they don't post everything on. Uh, you know, like I, I don't even go on Facebook, but like you know, other than for work stuff. But like you know, like I, I could, I'd like to kind of know what they're doing on a daily. Mm -hmm. It would be cool to know that they went to uh, the Rangers game or whatever. And this is a kind of the way that they're telling everyone I went to the Rangers right. game in a really simple way. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess there's some, there's some, uh, there's some charm to it. But you know, some people are a lot more obsessed with social media than you and I, Pat. That's what I'm. I guess. I'm learning this. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it seems to be the case. I'm more. Uh, I'm more obsessed with picking apart and criticizing what people post on social media. I like that. Yeah. You know, like that's fun. The antisocial segment is a good example of that, where you just take something that you see on social media and, and destroy some dumb liberal claim. That's fun. Because uh, there's so much of it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, you have to wait for some dumb anchor to make a mistake and blurt out his liberalism. Now, everybody's saying it all the time. That's true. You got it everywhere. Yeah. There's always stuff to pick apart. So. so the difference between, like, Snapchat and Instagram is Instagram is like a, it's a sort of the same principle, right? It's just more permanent. And you, yeah, Instagram yeah, it's just, is permanent. Instagram, Instagram is just a photo sharing doesn't, service. Yes. Yeah, it so doesn't like, disappear. Yeah. You send no. them a photo, it stays. Yeah, you, you put, and, and that's another one where you're, like, you're typically taking really nice photos. You're taking time to filter them and, like, make them look really nice. I mean, the thing I really like about Instagram is Because that seems to be a big can. deal now. Oh, it is, yeah. it's Instagram. The other thing that's interesting about Instagram is... In fact, is, my kids just told me it's replacing Facebook. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I just got on Facebook! Oh, yeah, Instagram. What? It's really... It's I am not doing... I don't care what happens with Instagram. 
I'm not going to do it. Well, it, so uh, <laughs> Facebook does own Instagram, by the way. Do they? Um, yeah, but wow. uh, but yeah, the thing about Instagram too, which is interesting. Did you just did you just take a picture no, of this no, for Instagram? No, I'm just looking at my phone. No, you're not. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, the interesting thing about that is you can post as long as you want on there, uh, as opposed to like Twitter, where you have just little captions. Like you can do yeah. long posts on there, so people will put long recipes or something. I mean, Instagram, Instagram, I kind of like to to go on to like look at you know celebrities that I like or yeah, you can find, you that can I like specifically follow different people, or yeah. you can just look at you know go in and, and yeah. pick a site and just follow, go down the list. But again, to, Je- to Jeffy's point, no nudity. So, I mean, Jeffy just doesn't like it. Well, that's not really know? necessarily true. But that's I think okay. on Instagram they ban it, don't they? Oh, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> so you're saying they don't? Of course they, they don't. Know. ban it? Of course it. they do. Okay, that was <laughs> really right. shady. Let's take a break. Yeah. 727 back. Before we get into an international incident or a federal crime right. uh, being confessed on our show, let's just, let's just go to break. We'll move on. And move on and then act like Why would that be a crime? I don't know what you do when you're off time, nor do I want to know. I should be clear. Don't tell me. By the way, I've uh, I've uh, just made a big donation online here. Pat is in the break, um, a max donation. Have you really? Yeah, you know, to I, whom? I don't do a lot of political donations. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. Yeah. In fact, uh, you I, don't do any. I've always been it's kind of been it. your thing. It's like I always think it's so stupid. <clears throat> you consider it a waste of money, but did you find somebody you're? I did. That enthusiastic about? It happens, you know. It I, does. Yeah, and uh, you're this guy must be very, very special. You're thinking Ted Cruz, probably. Thinking Ted Cruz. No, or, not worth it. Bobby Jindal? No, uh, no way. No? No, just don't, you know, not going to make a difference. That's the problem. I can't wait to hear who this special candidate is. Uh, Augustus Sol Invictus. Okay. Yep. Augustus uh, Sol, Sol Invictus. Invictus. Yeah, this guy, I mean. <laughs> there he is. A big time. Uh, this guy's going to change the world. How, now, let me ask you this, Pat. How many candidates do you know that have uh, sacrificed a live goat and drank its blood? Not that many. Almost none, right? Almost I mean, none. I probably, you know, everyone's got a few, but almost none. I mean, candidates. Mm-hmm. Candidates. Yeah, mm-hmm. candidates. Active a... candidates, not, not former candidates. You well, know, not, just, you know, right. not just regular people. Like, let's just say, do you have any candidates that you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just trying to sell you guys on making a donation today. Uh, do you have any candidates that you know that uh, said that they were going to go into the wilderness mm-hmm. and come back to start a revolution uh, and then went into the wilderness, sacrificed a goat, drank its blood, then came back? And are now talking mm. about a civil war with the U.S. government. You guys yeah. don't have that, do you? Uh, if I really did, close. I would have given them money already. Right. Yeah. You might have low taxes. Right. You might have uh, good <laughs> fiscal policies. You might have some good campaign finance law you like. like you, you don't, don't have, have that. this civil war with no. goat blood drinking. A lot of people will say that, that they're they for the that. civil war. Yeah. A lot of people oh, will, wow. will go after white supremacists. Right. A lot of people will, will sacrifice goats. A lot of people will drink goat's blood. Mm. Very few candidates will do all four. That's right. And that's why I made the He's a special 
special candidate. <laughs> he really is. He's a, a libertarian, by the way, <laughs> in name only. Oh, clearly libertarian. Um, in name only. He's running he's a, a libertarian, libertarian fascist, ticket, yes. but he's a fascist, so. uh, at least according to the libertarians <laughs> in the area. Um, now, uh, the guy, uh, Adrian uh, Wiley, who was a libertarian candidate for governor last year, got about 4%. Um, of the vote, which is a good number for actually libertarians pretty much anywhere. 4% is actually a decent number for the party. Um, he says it's absolute insanity. We must explain people uh, to people that this is the opposite of libertarians. This guy has no place in the uh, libertarian party. He's a self-proclaimed fascist. He's mm -hmm. promoting a second civil war, which I don't, I don't know if we need a sequel to it. Uh, the first one know, was, you know. It was so good. You just want to leave it there. You just want to leave it there. Yeah. You just want to leave it there. Um, I, I love his quote. I love his quote because he, uh, Invictus, the guy you just donated money to, yep. uh, said, and I'm quoting now, I did sacrifice a goat. I know that's probably a quibble in the mind of most Americans. I sacrificed an animal to the god of the wilderness. Yes, I drank the goat's blood. <laughs> I feel oh, like well, he, okay. the only problem. All right. I, I think he should have added at the end of that. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that would have been a good ending. That quote. You're thinking what? 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 Who, who among oh, us? Yeah. Has it? Okay. Glass houses. All right. Yeah. Right. You throw stones then. We don't, though. It's wonderful it to see you as well. Well, we can see you ourselves on the little screen, is, We can see ourselves I was just saying, on the little uh, screen, but we can't see them. Yeah, no, I was saying it to so, us. Okay. All right. It's because we look great. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's weird. Thank There's you. another sham victory by the uh, Seattle Seahawks last night. Yeah. Another sham victory. How many sham victories oh, are they going to get? It is A lot. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it was actually an unbelievable play uh, by Cam Chancellor. Yeah, it was. If you missed the game last night, uh, Calvin Johnson about to score the touchdown to win the game, most likely. Mm -hmm. um, to put them up in the last seconds for sure. Uh, and uh, he's diving. He's at the half-yard line, and Chancellor comes up from behind him and just punches the ball out. Now, the, the controversy uh, kind of happens after that in which the Seattle player bats the ball out of the end zone, mm -hmm. which is illegal and should have been If you do that on purpose, yeah. the, the team that had possession of the ball gets it back where they lost it, yeah. which would have been at the half-yard like, line. Yeah, six-inch line. And. And, and they were already, by the way, uh, just needed a field goal to tie the game. So, so they would have scored and won, probably. At the very least, would have tied the game almost definitely. Um, you know, and, but I will say that it, it, it should have been called, but the, the, the spirit of that rule is you yes. can't bat it to your, your teammate or, you know what I mean? You can't intentionally mm -hmm. swap the ball. Correct. It, 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 he just hit it out of bat. And there's no one around him. He could have easily picked it up. He just was kind of, it was like an early celebration. It would have been a weird call if they had called it. However, they should have called it. It is in the rules. Hard to believe they didn't know. I mean, the refs made the wrong call or, oh, well, uh, yeah. or the wrong no call. Yep. And uh, and so because of that, uh, Detroit lost and Seattle won another sham game. It's so weird how sometimes they go with the spirit of the rule mm. and other times, that's the rule. Yeah. That's the rule. Yep. And this one was, uh, th this one was a 
I think that, you know because the, the the ref has ju has uh, some judgment on the call to say if it wasn't intentional, right? Um, that it's okay, but it was, <laughs> this was clearly intentional. It's clearly, clearly intentional. intentional. He just punched the ball out of bounds. <laughs> Which I, so I, it's kind of, it, it, honestly, in in those circumstances, shouldn't be a penalty. Yeah, probably but not. still, it, probably do, it doesn't not. matter. Because you're is. right, he was the only player even anywhere near it. Right. Now the issue so. is if he tried to grab it and then fumbled it again, one of the you know which is possible, one of the Seahawks could have or one of the Lions could have picked it up and won the game. Right. So that's why they don't want you just punching the ball out of bounds. They want the ball to be you have to get possession play. of it. Mm -hmm. like you can't just swat it out of bounds. So I mean it is it was a legitimate penalty should have been called should have been Detroit's ball. But, hey, these things happen, and Seattle seems to be the beneficiary of them many times. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And, you know, um, and luckily, um, the Eagles are never the beneficiary. They've never had a good call <laughs> in their entire history, which goes back, you know, a long time. Always. I mean, 55 they've years. never had one? Never had a good call. That's true. It's a fact. You can look it up. Ne they've never Where? had an accurate call in any Where of the Where would I look that up? I'll send you a link. All right. <laughs> it might be stubergear.com, uh, but uh, it's up there. Believe me. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K on the Patents Do Show yesterday on the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Glenn sat down with David Barton in the Mercury Vault. Yeah, this is cool. I mean, you know, it's been kind of a thing around uh, the studios. The Mercury Vault houses some of our. Uh, uh, archi some of the archives of the historical things. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we want to give you an extended look at this. This is pretty cool. We don't necessarily get a peek into this very often. This is Glenn and David Barton yesterday. We think that we are alone and history doesn't repeat itself. But history repeats itself uh, all the time. This is a uh, chieftain's costume, obviously. Um, this actually is from the turn of the century. This is from the second Tea Party. <laughs> Around the turn of the century, uh -huh. when the progressives really started yeah. to grow into power, there was a Tea Party where people stood up and said, this is wrong. This mm -hmm. is not the way we're supposed to be. We're not the first ones to do it. We see us now dressed up in colonial clothes and everything else, mm -hmm. and people go out. The last time, 100 years ago, 110 years ago when they did it, they dressed as the original Tea Party people. And this is from the first, the second American Tea Party, if you will. Um, the first. So when they dressed up on the ship in 1773, dressed like Indians, right. second Tea Party. The second Tea Party. So what, what were they pushing against? What were they trying to change? Big progressive. Just big government. Big, big progressive government, government wow. as well. Yeah. Um, and again, history repeats itself. These are, we just got, these are brand new. Um, why don't you take this one, David, and you can talk a little bit about, uh, or actually this one, why don't you, you're the one who pointed out, where is it here? This one, you point out this one, I'll take this one. This? These are the Black Panther magazine. This is from, uh, uh, from 1969. We have all of the collection. Let the pigs oink. Uh, for themselves till their last oink. By the way, explain who pigs are. This Police. generation may not know. That's yeah. right. Well, they do now because they're, they're using the same language Are they going again. back? They're going back to the same language. Deja vu. History repeats itself. So here's the Black Panther saying the pigs, you know, um, what was the, the chant that they did over the bridge? Remember? Oink, oink, fry them up like bacon or something like that. Wow. The pigs. So it's the same thing. Here you see all the pigs. The pigs coming underfoot of the black man with a gun. Uh, 
this one, again from the 1960s. The racist dog policemen must withdraw immediately from our communities, cease their wanton murder, brutality, and torture of black people, or face the wrath of an armed people. This has all happened before. And by the way, if we were to print that picture and put it out, we'd be called racist for oh, yeah. putting that picture out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's Black yeah. Panther. So, Black Panthers, this is in 1969, and um, uh, this is why I've said that this coming year, especially with in Philadelphia, where a lot of this stuff happened in the past, is going to happen again All right, let's, this let's, year, uh, I believe. How come we never see it? In 2016. Let's pause this for a second. We're yeah. going to... Um, because that, that the, first of all, those posters are absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, really from, cool from the '60s. Um, and those things could absolutely just just change the the date, the the message maybe slightly, and are yeah. part of what you know. Which is uh, Occupy point. Wall Street, the Black Lives Matter, and that's exactly why he uh, he is doing such a uh, great job of trying to uh, obtain. And preserve so many of these things because history repeats itself, and there's nothing better than showing the exact thing that happened back in the '60s or whenever a similar time uh, was going on. There's nothing better than to show you. Look at here's what they said in 1968. Here's what they're saying today. It's the exact same situation. Wake up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, another good example of this was um, a documentary we've run on the network called uh, The Soviet Story. And mm. um, they did a great, you know, these guys did a great job putting together yeah. the story about how, uh, you know, how bad communism was. And a big part of this was how similar communists and fascists were. Um, and that's something that had been completely lost to history. Fascists were right wingers. Everyone, that's how everyone understood them. And communists weren't that bad. So Soviet story goes through and tells you how bad communists are, which is, by the way, really, Real bad. really bad. And, and, yeah. and obviously the horror, horrible tragedies they've brought upon the world. Uh, but in addition to that, they showed how similar the imagery was uh, between fascists and communists. They sold their messages almost in identical ways, um, where you see poster after poster. They, you put them on the screen at the same time. You're like, these are the same posters. This is the same thing. And if because of the way... People manipulate history. Unless you have those original documents, you have nothing. You get nothing from that. You, you, people wouldn't remember that. They would say, "No, those are right wingers. Those fascists." No, I mean, they, you could see uh, because of the historical documents, and you can't deny them because you have the pieces of paper in your hand that show that these things were the exact same. And that's why I think some of the stuff is so important. Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit more with uh, David Martin and uh, Glenn Beck. This year, I believe, in 2016. We are going to relive much of the history of 1968 and 69. This is one as well. On the back, a little philosophy here from Black Panthers. When a mechanic wants to fix a broken down car engine, he must have the necessary tools to do the job. When the people move for liberation, they must have the basic tools of liberation, the gun. Only with the power of the gun can the black masses halt the terror and brutality perpetrated against them by the armed racist power structure. And in one sense only, by the power of the gun, can the whole world be transformed into the earthly paradise dreamed of by people from time immortal. Wow. When's the last time you heard that paradise comes by a gun? Um, evil. Only when I'm talking to somebody who's evil. That's what, actually, that's what um, a Muslim ambassador told Jefferson Adams in 1786, mm -hmm. that 
we get into paradise by the use of the gun. And if we kill what, you guys, we get there. And that's what um, uh, Louis Farrakhan is telling people now. Let me do two things on a um, on um, airplanes. Could you grab that airplane up there, David, yes, sir. for me? And I'll tell you about this. This is an uh, this is an old um, air raid bell. This was the call to alarm over in one of the main bases. Jeff, Jeremy, do you know which base this was from in England? One of the bases um, right on the coast um, facing France of England. This was sounded every time they saw Nazis start to fly towards um, England and this was the bell to scramble uh, all of the, um, the uh, planes in World War II um, over in that base in England. And this is just a personal thing of mine uh, that I absolutely love. This was given to me as a gift from uh, the guy who now runs the blaze. He is the guy who started the premier radio networks, Craig Kitchen. Um, I just hired him. <laughs> Real quick story. Um, Craig hired me. He started premier radio networks, so he hired... Uh, Rush Limbaugh and Dr. Laura and Phil Hendry and Jim Rome and you know, Casey Kasem, all of those guys all the big worked names, for him. Yeah. And um, uh, I had gotten my second contract, and we barely got it. I was just struggling, and I think we had maybe a hundred stations, and nobody was listening. And but I just knew that it was coming. And um, I fly into Chicago to meet with him, and. Um, and he got the contract done. There was no raise. I may have even taken a pay cut. Hmm. And I uh, get the contract done, and he slides across the table, and he says, here, sign here, and we're all done. And he said, that was a close one. I didn't know if we were going to be able to get that one done. He said, but I believe in the show. And I said, thank you. And I slid the contract back to him, and I said, thank you. Now, listen, I know this is a little strange coming from me at this time, but big things are coming, and I want to offer you a job. <laughs> and he looked at me and it was just crazy eyes and he went, excuse me? And I said, not now, because I know, you know, I know the condition we're in, but soon this is going to explode and I'd like you to come work for me. You'll know when the time is right. And he, he I'll never forget, he sat back and he shook his head and he went, well, that is probably the most interesting job offer I've ever received. <laughs> And uh, have y'all talked about that since he's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he yeah. thought I was nuts. Yeah, and uh, well, nuts. right when I left he Fox, nuts, so. uh, I went to him and I said, <laughs> "Let's stop it there for just a second. This is a, f a phenomenal story, though, because you got the head of the <laughs> <laughs> biggest syndicated uh, media company in the world, the head, the CEO, the president, the guy who founded the company, and Glenn is telling him." Yeah, eventually you're going to come work, work for, for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> the unmitigated gall. Yeah. And yet, what happened? Yeah. He came to work for him. He, uh, you know. He works well, I mean, yeah. and, and I think that that's a testament to, you know, uh, the, the company that's been built here. I mean, Craig does not need to work no. for Glenn by any means. He can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, he, I, I think really, you know, he enjoys the culture here and enjoys, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, working here, and it's it's kind of it's it's an interesting story, and 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 I, I think people like those sort of behind the scenes oh, yeah. story. I mean, it's fun. Glenn, Glenn is known to mangle them. I will say, uh, <laughs> and that is uh, wait what? Oh, he's told this one story on the air. It drives me crazy every time he tells it. He's like, I uh, the first show we were doing, 
uh, I, I did the first break, and you know we're in this big you know market. I think we were in New York. I can't even remember now. No, no, was, this was actually we were in New Haven. And we were doing the first uh, show, his first talk show though. And you know we're going through. We're trying to plan it. We've never, I've never done a talk show. I'm like 11 years old at the time, mm-hmm. and he's you know doing talk radio. I think you know really for the first time. Uh, with any seriousness, like he had maybe dabbled here and there, but he had never actually like tried to do a show. So we're doing the show for the first time. He he goes to break, and it's a you know it's a good break. Glenn's good at this, mm-hmm. um, and he goes to break, and he's just like you know we're gonna re- replace Dr. Laura or something. He makes some big grand you know <laughs> pronouncement, and I'm like oh yeah okay all right. So the next break, we, like I just like this is not the time to plan our career future. We have a segment in two minutes we need to do. And, like, I obviously believed in the show enough mm-hmm. to, I don't know, wager my career on it. Like, I mean, I was there doing, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to do this. I, you know, was there with him building the show. Like, I wanted to do talk radio with him. Um, his telling of this is, I said I wanted to replace Dr. Lawrence. Remember he said, too. you're crazy. <laughs> You'll never do it. How, you, you're going to be a failure. You loser! <laughs> you have no talent. Look at what this. Look at the segment you just did. It was like, it was one of the worst segments in history. You You'll never replace anyone. You win nothing. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. I, it's like I didn't do that rant. And uh, it's so funny because he tells We've it all, all the, the time. We've all been that. on that side of that. <clears throat> I guarantee. <laughs> We've all been the beneficiary. I was actually and, and, and the only one I think he actually tells accurately <laughs> is Jeffy's the, first day. The, yeah, the hated. Which is yeah, you do not dispute the fact no, that you looked true. at him and you were disgusted. Oh yeah, that, and that, you, that's a fact. Yeah, because the first mm. segment Jeffy ever did with Glenn, <laughs> uh, Jeffy was running the board. And Glenn attempted to do some, I think, a the bit. Wheel of Meat or something. Wheel God of Meat or bit. something like what was like a fake game show that was like, you know. <laughs> and look, sometimes you try things and they work, and sometimes you try things and they don't work. Apparently, what's wrong with Wheel of Meat? There's nothing wrong with it. That's funny. I, I think it was Wheel of Meat. Wheel of Meat, Wheel of Salad. Head, I remember the wheel. I remember the wheel. So it was the Wheel of Something. Yes. It was, well, we did. I mean, we did. Once I yeah, got down there, I mean, we, we did Wheel of Disease. We did a lot of. Wheel was a thousand wheels. But, you know. It didn't work. It does not to say that Wheel of Meat couldn't work, but it didn't work, <laughs> apparently, on the show uh, that day. Um, and, uh, now, did it not work, or was Jeffy just married to the last guy, didn't want Glenn there, and so you were... Well, a little bit of disgu- both. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of both, for right. that, sure. Yeah. But, you know, at, at the end, I mean, Glenn is in there dying, can't wait to get to, you know, time to break, and I'm just like... Yeah, because he actually points to Jeffy to hit the button, which is supposed to, to happen immediately. Yeah. When you point, it's yeah. supposed to be nice and tight. And, and Jeffy didn't. just stops, looks I'm like, at I'm him. like, <laughs> you jerk. Oh, boom. Uh, yeah. the, big, the big button press so you know he's taking the longest route possible to the button <laughs> to press it to get him out, to bail him out of the break. All right. And that, I believe, because Jeffy... He's a really bad guy. <laughs> really bad guy. In every way. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so All you right, go. let's see the rest. Of, do, are we going to see the rest Do we have time for it? I don't know. We, we, we ranted mm-hmm. there a lot. Do we have time for this? All right, let's take a break. 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number. Uh, give us a call if, if you wish or whatever. Jeffy's probably going to hang up on me and brag about it later. It <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I 
were just talking about this da- da- daily news. You can watch the rest of the clip. Uh, we just we read too long on that segment. So yeah. watch the rest of the clip at uh, theblaze.com slash TV with Glenn and David Barton. Um, so uh, the Daily News wants to uh, had a column. This is pretty interesting. Um, uh, columnist Linda, Linda Stasi, um, which <laughs> she wants to designate the NRA a terrorist group. I, of course, I you think of what was it the East German Secret Police? Yes, the Stasi. The Stasi. Um, which is her mm-hmm. last name, and she's saying other people are terrorist groups. Now, I would say she's not actually part of the Stasi uh, because she, her last name uh, is the same, but still. But it's neither kind of is fun. the NRA a terrorist group. No. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, I think it's fair to, uh, to associate her with the East German Stasi. Uh, just two days after the <clears throat> horrific mass shooting at Umpqua Community College, um, the New York Daily News ran a column urging the U.S. State Department to officially characterize the NRA as a nearly state-sponsored terrorist group. So stupid. And arguing that its influence is more of an immediate threat to the lives of our citizens than foreign terrorists. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, I mean, come on. To show really? how stupid this is, here's her point. Mm-hmm. One terrorist group is responsible for more civilian deaths since December 2012, which is an an interesting point to just you're starting at the Sandy Hook massacre because mm-hmm. so you can get the maximum number then Al Qaeda, Boko Haram, Hamas and the Taliban. Those are all foreign terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. They're all operating in other What did Boko Haram do? Um, I mean I know they did wider shade of pale. But <laughs> no, in terms of uh, yeah, terrorist they're, they're, activity, no, terrorist I don't really understand operating in Af- why Procol Harum is no, so roundly you, criticized. You're getting confused. I mean, do I like Whiter Shaded Pale? No, not necessarily. But, <clears throat> I mean, it's a 60s song, so I'm not crazy about any 60s songs. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so. It's a great point, and they didn't include that in the, <laughs> no, they didn't. In the column at all. No I mean, they're still found. touring. Are they? Are they still touring? <laughs> <laughs> did you actually look it up? I did. Procol Harum. Procol Harum is still oh touring. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that is a form of terrorism. If it very well could still, be. If it very well touring. could be. Is it with the original lineup? What are they? Eighty? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, they look like the original lineup. I don't know that they all are. <laughs> they wow. Like the original lineup. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So, so, we, so she s- claims that is it more than Al Qaeda, Boko Haram. Hamas and the Taliban combined? Is that what she's alleging right. now, here? I assume she means American citizens, um, which, of course, mm-hmm. these four groups largely operate outside of America. And, of course, that would be... She's not talking about American citizens because she, she says does say ISIS just, has murdered 12,138, uh, Boko Haram, 10,092, Taliban, 9,400, and Hamas, 85. Uh, so right. if you add that all up, it still doesn't reach her number. So. Right, but of course. Yeah. And this, this is the, the, the phrase I was picking apart earlier. In that time, Americans have murdered or spree killed via gun and assault rifle. Right. So essentially, mur- what, what, what's the difference between a spree kill and a murder? They're, they're both murders, just different forms. You're saying spree kill to tie it in. First of all, the NRA didn't do any of these crimes. That, that would be mm-hmm. number one. They mm-hmm. didn't actually commit any of them. Um, they are a group that advocates for people to have the right to have guns. That does not mean that they are responsible for every murder. No, in fact, the NRA is uh, adamant about learning how to use a gun properly, yeah. not using it improperly or illegally. Um, they're all about abiding by the law. They're all about teaching uh, their members how to use a gun, how to, how to target shoot, how to, how to be responsible, how to do it safely. 
So, I mean, it's such stupidity. Also, they were advocating for a plan to have armed security in every school, which would have prevented many of the school shootings that we've had. Because you don't go to the, you don't go, you don't go shoot up. No one does mass shootings at a police department because there's a lot of people with guns there to shoot back at them. So, you know, I mean, this is trolling at its worst i mean it's it's not even a real attempt for a logical argument it's not it's It's really i mean it's it's fourth grade logic um but you know i mean i guess that's what passes for modern day liberalism these days so it's it's worth covering um uh terrorism killed 28 americans per year on both u.s soil and abroad according to the global uh, terrorism database this is obviously um tied to the you know it's sort of a column written off a bad facebook post where people have been posting uh, the numbers of people killed and um, uh, uh, shootings as compared to terrorism. Well, you know, that's uh, obviously a false equivalency. That's not the way those things work at all. Most of those gun uh, deaths happened in uh, cities where liberals run uh, the cities and have all of their rules that they would want. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't work to prevent any of them. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's laughable. The other part about this is the NRA has no influence over law. Okay? And you're going to say, well, wait a minute. Uh, they lobby all the time. They have an incredible um, yeah, lobbying effort. They can't vote. Uh, they would need to vote. Now, the idea that they can, with a few million dollars here and there, push these representatives into voting their way into these illogical policies that back the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America... Um, is not only absurd, but also what it means is if you think that's true, then you need to elect other representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes for every uh, special interest group. This is why I don't buy into the campaign finance reform stuff. I don't care how much money you spend. Hey, Pat, I, 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 honestly, someone comes in, they're saying, you know what, we, we're going to get a, a million-dollar project in your district. And all you have to do is support abortion. Are you supporting abortion? No. No, because no, you not. actually give a crap about your soul. Right. This is why Glenn asks, well, how is your soul? Can you be bought? I mean, I, you know... Obviously, I understand that at some level, money gets really enticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, I mean, it, it, we're not largely, this is not, uh, what was the movie, American Hustle? We're not necessarily talking about actual cash payments anymore. There's, there's not as much straight-out bribery as there was in that particular case where you had mm-hmm. people actually handing over hundreds of thousands of dollars to individuals. You're talking about, I'll, you know, look, I'll back here. You donate to my campaign. You know, that helps me get my job. Like, all these things are factors, obviously. People do it for a reason. People lobby for a reason. But, you know, you're supposed to have principles. And lobby... NRA spends money and they advocate and they will support Ted Cruz, uh, you know, say in a, in a Senate race. They'll say Ted Cruz is a good candidate. He backs gun rights. That's not that's not Ted Cruz being bribed into supporting gun rights. That's the NRA saying this candidate will help gun rights. He will help it because he believes in it. Not the other way around. There, the NRA isn't changing Ted Cruz's yeah, mind we're not into believing him to no, believe it. No, it's, he already believes it. Mm-hmm. They're saying, "Who do we think believes it?" And they will even support Democrats who support who, who, um, who yes. believe in gun rights. Yeah, they've they've supported uh, Harry Reid. Yeah, they're not buying Harry Reid's buy. You know that they're not. He you know it's one of the run rare art issues. I think they support okay uh, Mansion in uh, yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, and so. you know if you, that's what they do. Yeah. So it's it's a really it's such a silly thing. It it's is. Like the, the, it's the, crazy. You know. Yeah. The, does the NRA lobby for candidates that are good for gun rights? Yeah. 
because they care about them. Mm -hmm. And you know who else cared about them? The freaking founders of this country. They wrote it in the, in the Constitution for a reason. They believed that it was important that people had the ability to protect themselves mm -hmm. against not only you know burglars, but a tyrannical government and, of course, runaway um, deer. That was a big part of it. There was all about hunting. 99% <laughs> of it was hunting. Yeah. James Madison was a huge hunter. Huge hunter. Oh, my gosh. Runaway he loved to hunt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that guy was always out looking for elk. Oh, God. Always. A big, big uh, elk big, guy. Big elk guy. You're a big elk guy, too, Jeffy. I, I love elk. A lot of people have called you moose, in fact. Triple eight seven two seven back More Pat and Stu coming up. True, they've also called him... Uh, uh, what is it? It's... Uh, oh, overweight. Is that yeah, true? I think uh, that's yeah, that that pretty accurate. Yeah. Yep, there are people in Go on the internet, we'll see. Hey, Triple Eight, seven two seven back, it's Pat and Stu. <clears throat> From Mental Floss, we got movies that uh Apparently sent people running out of the theaters because they were so scared. Now, my wife and I have left the theater because the movie's been awful. Really? On a few occasions. It's hard to do yeah. because you keep thinking, you're sitting there and you think, okay, I, I paid $16 or $20 or $30, whatever it is. I paid for this. It's got to get better. It can't be this bad, right? It's going to get better and then I'll miss it and then uh, I'll be pissed that I left. But... On a few occasions, it's been so atrocious, we've actually left. And wow. I, that thought. I Have you never I, done that? I don't think I've ever. You've never I, left I've a movie theater? I've never walked out of theater. I mean, there's been really bad movies mm -hmm. where you're like. You will watch anything. Yeah, I mean, you have I to mean, finish Jeffy it, right? is yeah, famous true. for watching every television show. <laughs> that's true. Uh, he, you got to watch it. Yeah, yeah now, I, I've walked out of at least two movies. Um, uh, Cry Baby with Johnny Depp. I don't know why I was there. Why were you there? It was like in like high school. Okay. Uh, and uh, Virus with um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. You got to look that up. I don't, it was not mm. a hit. Um, I don't know why I went to it, but I remember it being so horrifically awful I walked out of it. I think there was one more recently, and I, I can't remember what it was, but it's only happened a few times. You don't do it often. Yeah. Because you're right. You pay. You're sitting there. And you're like, it's got to get good. It was good right. enough to entice me to walk into it. Yeah. How bad could it be? Right. It could be really bad. And, and oftentimes they are. Um, so... <laughs> But these apparently were movies that sent people uh, out of the theater because they were frightening or whatever. Lines, for, for instance, number one, The Exorcist from 1973. Lines wrapped around the block for the movie, uh, adaptation of William Peter Blatty's best-selling novel about a young woman possessed by a demon. They quickly realized it was the cinematic equic equivalent of a hot pepper, something to be endured Rather than enjoyed. <laughs> See, I don't want to endure a movie. I, d I don't want to right. do that. Now, you've never seen The Exorcist. I've never seen The Exorcist. It, it still, to this day, has a really creepy quality to it. It does. Like, it's, it's almost like mm. it feels special, that movie. It's like it's not a horror movie. There's something more about it. Like it, it feels like something actually happened. It does give you that little feel. It does with, during that whole movie. And that staircase, man, I, oh, that, it's creepy. Um, yeah, and then, well, the projectile vomit, the, all yeah, that, the head spinning around, stuff, all that stuff. It looks so bad now. I you bet know, it a does. lot of it. It's yeah. so, it's so, but at the time, it was kind of groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. yeah, but still, the whole, just the whole feel of it is still really just dark and weird. Um, and uh, yeah, you're saying that dark, virus wasn't like that. Dark no, story. virus did not hit that. Virus Although like Exorcist Two mm -hmm. uh, did. It's one of the, one of the worst movies <laughs> of all time. I think it's the second one. 
the heretic wasn't it called the oh, heretic it's, it might have been it's one of the biggest disasters like yeah. you know I, I i'm obsessed with really bad things like that like awful movies and like awful attempts at sequels and things like that um you know like kind of like where you have a lot of really successful shows and then you throw one on at 6 a.m on a saturday and it's really awful um, none of those I, i'm surprised <laughs> well, you where else uh, are kind of like people yeah yeah people. <laughs> um uh, but it, 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 that one is one of those that's known as like you have a, a, an all-time classic movie, whether you like it or not, in, in, mm-hmm. in, in The Exorcist, and then at, at Exorcist Two being one of one of the worst movies of all time, huge bomb, oh, yeah. uh, you know, zero percent. You know, I don't, what is it on Rotten Tomatoes? Got to be like ten percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's really bad. So it's always interesting to see people fail. I'm fascinated with it. I have to see Virus now. It looked good at the time. It was really bad. With a crew of an American tugboat boards an abandoned Russian research vessel, the alien life form aboard regards them as a virus which must be destroyed. Oh, that's interesting. They're the virus. That's cute. Yeah. That's a nice little twist. Yeah, I mean... Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I would say just because it was sci-fi, you might have actually... William Baldwin. (laughs) Donald Sutherland. What year? Uh, wow, 99. 99. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty recent. Jamie Lee, yeah. yeah she uh, she might have been recent. bypassed. Uh, she wasn't showing her showing off her breast then. No. She was not. Though, was she? <laughs> That's a nice way of putting her career. No, but well, I mean. Well, yeah, I think she only did that once, right? She had trading places. Well, that was, I mean, she had the new boob job then. She had to show it off. She did not, had not reached the <laughs> I'm not going to wear um, uh, uh, makeup phase and certainly had not uh, reached the I'm going to talk about my digestive tract while I'm eating yogurt part of life. phase. Yeah, that's a bad phase. That's not a good phase. That's a bad The trivia phase. phase. Yeah, the, <laughs> the trivia or, or when you get to the Sybil Shepherd. Um, my irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, yeah. that's a oh, phase. Sybil looks rough to it. That. <laughs> I'll give you another another phase. <coughs> well, that's uh, not enjoyable. The Kathleen Turner. I'm oh. now the ugly girl in the movie phase. Oh, yes. In uh, Dumb and Which Dumber she was so sequel. Hot. She was the heat. thing. And then you know, romancing the stone and and uh, right. yeah. and uh, yeah. Jewel of the Nile or whatever. Yeah. She the was classics, man. And now. Not so much, but I mean, but, I mean you know, everybody not, changes. Don't everyone bother? changes. Everyone ages, <clears throat> but it's one but thing. But she's really kind of embraced it. Yeah, she's actually now making jokes about oh, how ugly she is. Yeah. in movies, that's that's, that's an sad. amazing transition. And it's, actually, you give her credit for being yeah. able to yeah, say, I guess. "Hey, you know." I guess now, Linda Blair, the star from The Exorcist, is she still alive? She's yeah, still I think around. So. Yeah. I just read something about her. It's kind of weird. Uh, oh, Rick James dated her. You know who Rick James is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funk. Guy. I believe that. Uh, and uh, apparently they had quite a thing. Yeah. I bet Rick and his um, crew had quite a number of things. When this movie was out, I remember people people saying that uh, people abs- actually believed while they were watching the movie that they had become possessed. Mm. And then actually needed a real life exorcism afterwards. Oh, wow. Wow. Linda Blair is still alive, by the way. Is she? How old is she now? Like uh, 50. 56. Born in 1959. Okay. Yeah. Right. Living in St. Louis, Missouri. Nice. I wonder if she might live next door to Dick Gephardt. <laughs> by the way, I mean, he's going to run for president. There's no doubt about that. I mean, this guy is going to be. You want to talk about Joe Biden getting in? Gephardt yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. This is really hitting hard. Uh, 127 Hours is another movie. Uh, by the way, that was one entry on this list. Uh, we just did um, movies Move that along. sent people running out of theaters. 127 Hours. It's not a movie I saw, I although I know it. the story. Um, it was a guy who got trapped uh, while he was like, hiking, right? Oh! And he had to cut his own arm yeah. off. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah. I guess the movie is largely about him cutting his own arm off. Oof. Um, which is really rough to watch, obviously. Look at this. Um, many, many people fainted. Some vomited. Oh, that, this is way before Saw. I didn't. No, it was 2010. Yeah. 
Oh, my gosh. It was, 2010. It's a true story, too, which I think adds to it a little you bit. You couldn't handle the guy cutting his own arm off to Stop get out it. from under the boulder? Come on. Come on, Come on now. Come on. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Shouldn't have gone to that movie. Uh, is, uh, yeah, I know, because that's the whole right? movie. It's the whole I movie. I mean, if you know the story, the guy yeah. got trapped under a boulder and had to cut his arm off. <laughs> and then... And then, after amputating his own arm with a dull knife, <clears throat> he walks... What was it? Seventeen miles out it's of the wilderness. Story. I mean, that's guy's crazy. That was. It's an amazing story. It's, it's hard to under. Like again, I, I've never been tested um, with you know really anything outside of a little traffic in my life. Yeah. So uh, I would. I, you know, Decisions it's hard on to, what to order. It's hard to imagine that you wouldn't be able to get your arm out. I, I'm, it is. Yeah, or or it or, is. It, or, some or way. that you would have such a will to live that you cut off your own arm. I don't know if I could do that. I'd probably be dead because I'm not cutting off my arm. I don't but you I'm are though. You will. I mean, in the end, you you do. You, you know, to. you don't know until you're in that position, yeah, yeah. but maybe. Yeah. In oh, the God, end, that would do. be a lot of pain. Horrible. Um, how about Reservoir Dogs, uh, classic movie? Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, this I didn't know people some, screamed out of the theater. Did I, I guess because uh, of the uh, ear amputation footage of a oh, hostage during uh, industry screening. Um, the direct, uh, the late Wes Craven <clears throat> fled the theater. Now, Wes Craven is a horror guy. How did, how is he not comfortable with that? That doesn't seem possible. That seems like a, a urban legend to me. Uh, it d- yeah, it does. Freaks in 1932, Todd Browning's uh, infamous portrayal of a circus sideshow with revenge in mind was a harrowing experience for filmgoers. Not strictly horror. Its large cast of actual circus performers with a myriad of deformities was unsettling. Freaks suffered mass walkouts upon release. Viewers unnerved by missing limbs. MGM insisted on editing the film after a woman claimed she was so aggrieved during a screening she suffered a miscarriage. Well, oh, stop. Yeah, boy. So that was going on even in 1932. <laughs> People were whining about movies and, oh, and threatening man. to sue. Uh, and Lion King? Come on. 1994. Um, the, the idea is the trampling uh, that happens. Um, oh, oh, so Spoiler sad. alert. Oh, no. No, no. What? Oh, crap. There's a, there's a trampling. Oh, boy. No. Um, and uh, when that happens, it's a little bit too intense for younger viewers, and it had to be calmed down. <clears throat> I will say that, uh, you know, as, being a parent of a uh, four-year-old and a two-year-old... Uh, it is surprising you, what you affects just, them. You know, well, yeah, I, <laughs> typical Jeffy goes the exact opposite way I'm going. Um, <laughs> I, I'm amazed at what they put in these movies that are targeted for, you know, young kids. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, you know, I'm not saying that, like, they have to be so sheltered that they never see this stuff, but when you're two years old, when you're four years old, there's no reason to, like, have, like, Daddy Dies as the main plot of your movie. What? He just got you shot know? in the head. Shut up. Eat your cereal. <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, like, I, it's just amazing that that stuff is worked in, and it's such a part of, I mean, obviously, when we were growing I mean, Bambi and everything, mm-hmm. every Disney movie is that mm-hmm. one of the parents is dead. <laughs> and it's like, you know, uh, you know, Finding Nemo, uh, you know, like you have these things where, like, mm-hmm. just these tragedies happen, and it's like they're not things that at that age they've really contemplated at all that any of this stuff could ever happen. Obviously, at some point in their life, they do have to contemplate it. Uh, but I want to delay that yeah. uh, kind of as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> have they not seen Lion King then? Uh, no. Yeah, no. your kids? I, I actually, I'm kind of not really... How about in, The Exorcist? You've shown them that? I showed them the, uh, only Exorcist 2. Oh, okay. Because, it, you know, it was so bad. Silly. I mean, you know, they, silly. Should, it was just, they should understand honestly. movie making. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on, you got to make something better than this. Don't don't trash a series like this. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of don't necessarily show them a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, they don't need to be in front of a TV for multiple hours at this point in their lives to what? me. Like, you know... 
Uh, you know, like a show where you've got like 20 minutes, that's mm-hmm. a good length mm-hmm. to me. You know, now we're going on a plane, uh, a plane adventure, as we call it, this weekend. And that there may be an exception there. They're gonna be, that iPad's going to be in front of them <laughs> as long as they'll freaking take it on the plane to uh, keep uh, mommy and daddy sane. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, and the rest of the passengers. <laughs> the rest of the passengers sane. But in general speaking, like, I, you know, movies, when they're seven, eight years old, they're going to be watching them, I'm sure, all the time. Yeah, four. There's no. I, I don't know. Right. I feel like yeah. Let's see. A little show every once in a while is fine, but uh, you know, you need to overdose them with that. Right. You know, I let I let them watch basically just for the record. You know, so they can get the real facts of what's go. going on. There you go. Uh, All right. There. Yeah, let them watch a little a little smart. blaze documentary. That's smart. You know, I think that's the the way to go mm-hmm. about the beheadings on the, on the border. Black Mass. Something yeah. true. Something. A something, true story. A true something story. real. Because you know, the yeah. Lion King is a cartoon. It's a cartoon. <laughs> you, <laughs> want to, you want them to see the real deal. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing Black Mass. Yeah. I started watching the the uh, Netflix uh, documentary. I think it was CNN Films that actually did it uh, on Whitey Bulger, yeah. the United States versus Whitey. I'm telling you, fascinating. I bet fascinating. The I corruption. It's, a, it's an amazing story. Unbelievable. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. And half the mob movies have been departed. Was based loosely on uh, Whitey Bulger, wasn't it? Um, I, don't, I thought it was one of those. Maybe it's not part of one of those big mob movies over the past few years. Was, was based loosely on it. They didn't call them necessarily those characters, but. Uh, a lot of uh, evil, when you find a really evil organization um, or person over a long period of time, you f- you'll eventually uncover their writings and what twisted things they were imagining. Of course, talking about Jeffy here, um, at some point, they're going to uncover those, Jeffy. And you better hide them or burn them or something because people are going to see it. Okay? Really? Yeah. Historians will look back on your era as a really negative one. Um, but also, they'll also look back at the Nazis as negative. Uh, and they should. Um, but they actually had some crazy ideas that I don't know if they actually put ever into uh, operation. But they here are some of the drawings where they actually were they actually have uncovered some of these um, World War II era illustrations. Um, at, like for example, the, the exploding chocolate bar bomb is made of uh, steel with a thin covering of real chocolate. When the piece of chocolate at the end is broken off, um, the canvas shown is pulled, and after a delay of seven seconds, the bomb explodes. So you can walk in with a chocolate bar and blow somebody up. Now, this is the sort of thing that was actually used against Hitler. Um, uh, actually, I'm sorry, this one, I, I misunderstood this. This was actually uh, from uh, MI5. This is uh, the Brit- British side of this. I thought this was uh, the Nazis who did this. This is actually uh, the British, so these are the good guys. Uh, but uh, I guess they were going to kill the Nazis is where I misunderstood that. Um, kind of interesting, at least. Um, this is a motor oil bomb. Is that what it is? Amazing. Motor, uh, yeah. High explosive. So you're, you look like you're carrying some motor oil in, and instead you're blowing up Adolf. Huh. Good, good idea. Yeah. All right. False bottom with high explosives. And they actually put real oil at the top, so if you want to pour some oil. Uh, this is, that one would work pretty well. Yeah. Oh, we've been sneaking stuff into you the know. country like that for years. <laughs> I bet. Uh, next up, you've got uh, this one here, which is... Um, like a pot of food yeah. that you're making. Yeah. And it's actually... It's oh, a popcorn, popcorn popper. popper. Wow. At, oh, okay. And at the and, bottom. Uh, you got an explosive device. The false bottom is a, a big, uh, That's big, a big part one. of these. Yeah. Uh, next up. Oh, is it? Oh, there we go. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So there's a bunch of those you can uh, check out uh, online. 
Uh, maybe we could tweet a link from that uh, from the Pat and Stu account so you can check them out. Um, also, uh, Mental Floss has a list of the answers to tricky job interview questions. Uh, this is a weird thing that they've been doing lately. Um, I don't know if this is a good good thing, but like instead of saying like the nor what do you want to do? What what's your greatest strength or weakness? They ask difficult like brain teasers in interviews now. Now, luckily, I'm, I, I'm glad. I haven't I'm had not, an interview in a while. I'm not doing job <laughs> interviews right probably now. Probably a parent by our performance. Because what a stupid question. Why are manhole covers round? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. Are we making manhole covers? Uh, who cares? That's a good answer. Is yeah. that what the answer, they say the answer should be? <laughs> no. Hey, stupid. We're not making manhole covers, so who cares? <laughs> this may seem like an open-ended question designed to evaluate the personality, but the reasoning behind the manhole cover design, surprisingly straightforward, Apparently, as we've uh, explained before, round covers are incapable of falling through manholes, no matter how you position them. Okay, that makes sense. Answering the question with these facts to back you up shows you're a logical thinker or that you've spent too much time thinking about your city's infrastructure. Let's ask Jeffy some One or the other. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, how much, <laughs> Jeffy, should you charge to wash all the windows in Seattle? How much should I charge yeah. to wash all the windows in Seattle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, So let me give you some math, some facts, so that you can formulate your answer, all right? Uh, Seattle, if Seattle consists of, say, 10,000 city blocks with 600 windows per block, all right, and you're going to charge about $20 an hour, what would you have to charge? I don't know. I don't want the stupid job anyway. (laughs) About $10 million. The answer is Jeffy doesn't show up. Right. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> Jeffy doesn't show up and mm-hmm. then sues you for discrimination. <laughs> They've got plenty of um, uh, immigrants in the, in the city that can do that for them. That's, how, <laughs> that's, that's the, That is the Jeffy character answer there. Uh, how many times do uh, clocks' hands overlap lap in a day? Any idea, Jeffy? Uh, they overlap. Yes, they do. <laughs> that's they a great answer. Great. They overlap. Uh, Holy uh, crap, they overlap. Well, since when does that happen? <laughs> what? Um, 22. 22 times. Mm-hmm. They overlap 22 Wait. times. Yeah, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. How many basketballs can fit in this room? <laughs> These are really asinine questions. I mean, seriously, how would you know any of this? What do wood and alcohol have in common? Uh, the way you answer this question shows potential employers how you'd go about finding common ground between two seemingly unrelated concepts. Well, you use wood to burn, keep the still hot, which makes the alcohol. Uh, well, an acceptable answer could include that both materials are flammable, okay, or that methanol, a type of alcohol, is traditionally made from wood. Shockingly, Jeffy got the alcohol one right. <laughs> um, the basketball one is a good example, though, of which we kind of didn't hit of what they're looking for, which right. is not how many basketballs can fit in the room. But asking a question, is, well, can we room, deflate but... the basketballs? Like, you're trying to think of, like, how would you get around a, a problem that is difficult to solve? Mm. I don't know that that actually works when you're hiring an employee. It right. seems like it's just a, a parlor trick more than anything else, but mm-hmm. that's what's happening these days. Thankfully, we have this wonderful job. <laughs>